This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here live at the ASH annual meeting and I'm joined by Dr. Dipti Patel Donnelly. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. To start off, we'd like to introduce yourself and share what your work focuses on. Yes, my name is Dipti Patel Donnelly. I'm a medical oncologist. I work at a cancer center called Virginia Cancer Specialists in Northern Virginia. Uh, I focus on hematologic malignancies. Awesome. Uh, so today we're talking about the presentation, Acute Leukemias and Complicated Lymphomas, Pearls to Optimize Management When Patients Stay Local. Um, to start off, would you like to give us a brief overview of the presentation and, you know, tell us a little bit about it? I'm session chair of a session that is highlighting hematologic malignancies in the community. And my talk particularly is about acute leukemias and complicated lymphomas. They tend to be challenging when they present in the local setting, in the local ER. It is usually in a crisis mode, in acute leukemia with a high white count, complicated lymphoma um, in the setting of sepsis, kidney function, uh, abnormalities. And they need to be diagnosed quickly and they need to be treated quickly. And there's a discomfort sometimes with these complicated cases um, because they don't present very often. Often, and so the average hematologist and oncologist may not see them as often as, say, a breast cancer, colon cancer, or lung cancer. And so the fact that they're less familiar with them and that the fact that the intensity of the treatments and the presentations can make people uncomfortable, what we're trying to do is put an algorithm or treatment management locally so that not all of these patients then get shuttled over to the academic center. Or if they do need an academic center, we are still going to be the front lines um, in terms of diagnosis and treatment. That's often, often a very important aspect that needs to be managed early. Great. Thanks so much for explaining everything. In your presentation, um, part of the title is When Patients Stay Local. Uh, what is meant by this? So again, complicated uh, lymphomas, leukemias, because they pres present in a crisis setting, they often, if you're unfamiliar with it, will just get transferred to an academic center, so a larger institution, probably farther away from wherever their own set, uh, setting is. So when we say when they stay local, we mean in the community oncology setting. So they're closer to their own support systems. They're closer to family. There's less likelihood of needing to take time off work. Um, so from a financial barrier standpoint, it improves that. And again, if we can do a similar outcome to what patients get in the academic setting, then we all win. Absolutely. Um, would you like to share some of the pearls from the, from the session? Yeah, I think that there's always a role for community oncologists and there's always a role for academic oncologists. But what I think we are finding over the last 20 years is there's an increased diversification of what a community oncology practice is. And what I'd like to say is that not only do we have medical oncologists, we have radiation oncologists, surgical subspecialists like orthopedic oncology, breast oncology. Um, and then we also have what we call ancillary support systems. So we have palliative care doctors, social worker, nutritionists, and all of these are meant to work as a team. And I think what we are doing slowly is we're increasing the diversification of what can happen in a local center. And therefore, we are also increasing our footprint in clinical trials. Um, because if you have a disease-specific doctor, say a leukemia doctor or a breast cancer doctor, then he or she is going to be much more vested and knowledgeable about that one little area. And then certainly enrolling patients or opening clinical trials in that arena increases, which then ultimately means access increases to patients that are local. So as we diversify and maybe we can do more things locally, we will always need our academic partners. I mean, when we have physicians that are um, 
subspecializing in leukemia at an academic center, they are going to have a much deeper uh, depth of knowledge, research skills, etc. with that. And so I think the best management that we can have is what I would call a co-management strategy, where we have the local oncologist with a great deal of expertise, but a deeper level of expertise from an academic partner so that, again, if we're both working together on the same problem in slightly different ways, the patient benefits the most from those. And there may be times where we have to cross the bridge and say, this is a time where you have to go see an academic physician, or this is a time that you can come back. And I think it's more of a continuum as opposed to a binary process. Wonderful. Well, this is amazing to hear about. Um, so thank you so much for stopping by today to, to talk about this. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.